You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Oh, welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network. We come to you once again for another episode of Third Watch exclusive, Third Watch recap, recoverage, whatever you want to call it, series. We're moving to the second episode of season four, the episode called The Chosen Few, first aired on the 7th of October 2002. It was written by Scott Williams, directed by Nelson McCormick. And it's an interesting one. We've got a lot to talk about in this episode, as we always do. And as we always do, I should introduce myself by saying that my name is Ben and I'm not here to model you, cuddle you, or fix everything when you sleep on your... No, that's not even the right way. Fuck it. Whatever. <laughs> There's something about sleeping on your Johnson. I fucked that one up royally. <laughs> okay, Start well, again! Let me tell you what it is. <laughs> All right, well... Okay, you want to go ahead and use another one and then I'll tell you what it is? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm happy to sit on my failures, Darvell. You've got to learn a lot. Uh. <laughs> okay, okay, my name's Darvell and I'm not here to mother you or to coddle you mother or to fix you. things every time you step on your Johnson. Fuck. I'm your boss. I'm not Faith Yocus. Oh, oh, hi, Faith Yocus. I'm Ben. Um, yeah, well, uh, maybe that's going to speak for this episode, The Chosen Few. Uh, yeah, this is a, an interesting episode, Darvell. Uh, we get introduced to a very big character in this episode, but we also find out that our characters can meet Jesus, too, so why not? Mm-hmm, yeah! Oh, musical. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> How you going there? Excited for this, I see? Or <laughs> Yeah, well, I had, to, I had to do that just for fun. Okay. I had to do that just for fun. Uh, I mean, look... <sighs> I'm just going to say it right now, I don't hate this episode, but I don't particularly love this episode either. I mean, it's okay. It's a season four episode, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've kind of gathered, you know, that a, a lot of the season... For you, a lot of the season four episodes are going to be like, eh, whatevs. It's... I think at the end of the day, though, but even if my reaction is that, like, people need to know that I'm still going to watch this episode of Third Watch over, like, the best episode of Grey's Anatomy, or, like the best episode of... Whatever that may be. Yes, I mean, this Third Watch is my favourite show of all time, so even a meh or a bin episode, I'm still going to watch any day of the week over, you know, whatever other shows that I particularly don't like or I've never seen before. So, um, it is still taken with a high level of meh. Is that a a proper statement? (laughs) A high level of meh. Ben Waterworth, the Oz Network. There we go, get on a (laughs) t-shirt. But... (laughs) I don't even know where I'm going with that. But, uh, which, you know, a bit of a previously on here and uh, a bit of a flashback right back to Doc and Morales. It's been a while since we've seen that, right? So mm-hmm. uh, maybe we're going to get a little bit of them in this episode. Who knows? Is Morales returning? Is this the big character we're talking about? No. Uh, <laughs> but... Wish it was. Yeah, that would be fantastic. Because I mean, we we both loved we both loved Morales. We, there was and, actually uh, I we, we, lo- not... we loved their. Yeah, we we love their chemistry, and if I'm not mistaken, I think since we last recorded an episode, I um we posted an episode with them in it and tagged them on Instagram, and Lisa Vidal and Michael Beach both commented on it, and I wish I kind of had it ready to go. Uh, we might have talked yeah, about that this was already. Ba- but that was like back in March, I think it was. Yeah, but like it was, was essentially like uh, Michael Beach kind of went on to say that they were stupid not to keep her on the show. Uh, and then she was like, they and really Doc were. was stupid to let her go. So, and then kind of Lisa Vidal commented saying like, oh, you know, that was such a great memory. I, I actually probably not that hard to find that picture if I kind of think about it right now, just because I think it was like just such a nice little exchange between the two, like, and like a real fan sort of, I wouldn't say fanboy, fangirl, fan person moment really, 
uh, you know, for us to watch fans. Fanboy so. and fangirl has much has a much better ring to it. Yeah, no, you're right. If I find it here quickly, because I'm pretty sure it actually is not going to be that hard to find. This is great. We we really do prepare our episodes here. Here we go. All right. Uh, as you said, it was posted it was- in, uh, where is the date? 14th of March. You're absolutely right. So I'm going to read this. So this was on our episode that we that posted. That was around the time we, that was around the time we released Man Enough, right? It was exactly on the Man Enough episode on Instagram. Uh, Michael Beach replied to our post. He said, if I remember correctly, Doc is really stupid here, but the real reason is because Lisa Vidal was not a regular and the producers wouldn't make her a regular. Lisa got a season regular on another TV series, so they had to come up with some lame excuse to have them split up. Hence, Doc looks like an idiot. I was very unhappy because I loved working with Lisa Loveheart. Lisa Vidal replied, Oh, I loved working with you too, Mike Beach. I was so sad to leave the show. Great characters. Hashtag Doc and hashtag Morales. Great memories. Thanks for posting. Aww! Kids, look at them. Yes, so in yeah. love. And I mean, it could be. And I think I've said this before. It could be argued that you know, had they, I don't know why they wouldn't make Morales a regular character, but it could be argued that if they had, and had they stayed, and had they stayed together, can you hear me? Okay, I can hear you perfectly fine, Arvel. Please continue talking. Okay, okay, just making just, sure. Just mic check, just mic check, sure, one, we were, two, hello, we were, hi. Listeners, yeah, are you still we there? Were, Don't yeah. run away from us, we need you, we need you! <laughs> okay, but anyway, I think I have said this before, but it could be reasonably well argued that if it hadn't, that if the, if if Morales had become a regular character and she and Doc had stayed together, he may have gone through a bit of a downward spiral still, yes, but it probably wouldn't have gotten to the point that it ultimately gets to next season. Yeah, no, I I agree. And uh, sadly, Morales not returning. And that was episode. really... Yeah, and that was really the beginning of Doc's downfall was when him and Morales split. Mm, look, there's we've, we've pinpointed a lot of these moments, and I'm sure when we get yeah. through there. But anyway, we start off this episode, though, and this, I think I alluded to this last season. I thought this episode was last season, but it's this season. This, to me is kind of that one that I always thought of when I think of, like, the montage of the shift of the show. Actually, in all fairness, it was last season when we had the Nickelback How You Remind Me kind of um, montage episode. But um, this one still is one that I always kind of think of. So we get Sully and Davis getting called to a, uh, I guess, a call. Called to a call, that makes sense. Out of the car. There's a floater in the water. And we get a six days ago sort of uh, montage here. We see a cool little shot of the body kind of in reverse falling from the water. Uh, we get a cool song here playing. It's called One More Murder by Better Than Urza. Uh, sorry, Ezra. Better Than Ezra. Uh, they're on your iPod, aren't they, uh, Darvell? You love a bit of Better Than Ezra? Never heard of them. Well, you I need to really expand my musical that. tastes. <laughs> or, or expand my musical exploration. Come on, everyone loves a bit of Better Than Ezra. This, this show really broke them into the spotlight. Um, but we kind of get this flashback, essentially, of, of this uh, businessman... Uh, comes to a strip club. He kind of gets wine and dined by one of the strippers. Gets taken back to an apartment. Gets a bit of you know sexy, sexy time on before out of nowhere he gets murdered. Uh, well, actually, no, he doesn't get murdered. I think he just essentially gets held at gunpoint. Really, he gets kidnapped. Um, and then from this point on, he kind of is on a phone, <laughs> has a gun to his head, and that's when they shoot him and throw him over the river. 
And, uh, yeah, kind of alluding to a bit of a storyline we're going to get here with, I guess, uh, well, we don't know he's Russian yet, but Russian businessmen, business people. So, uh, look, you know, we're two episodes in a row now. We're starting with the montage. Uh, do we like this? Do we not like this? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh- whether we like it or not, I mean, we may as well get used to it. We're stuck pretty it, well yes. established that it's going to become a regular thing. Yes. Which, like, I think, listen to our Guy Norman B episodes, because I think, as the director, he, he kind of goes into a bit of detail to why they do this. And I think a lot of that was um, the season two episode, your episode man here, uh, Darvell, with uh, Bobby, when he goes and injects the teacher with the, uh, the drugs, and when they've got that sort of montage yeah, at the end. Yeah, duty. Duty, yes, thank you. Um, he said duty, by the way, not duty. <laughs> duty. Um, but <laughs> sorry, I'm still well, like eight hey, years old. That's how we say it. <laughs> I know. That's I'm that's just. I'm making it. fun of your accent. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I make fun of yours, but I make fun of yours too. But I only do it off air. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's okay, though, man. Duty. Go on. But um, anyway, so like, yeah, Guy Norman obviously described that. You know, they they go into it, they film it how they're told to film it. And then, like, you know, how the script says, and then they do a couple of versions, like, the director has a bit of leniency, but as long as they can send in a copy to NBC to be like, hey, this is how you want it, and then they're like, well, hey, but at the same time, this is how we thought we could do it. So that's kind of how he explained it, so that's why he went with the montage in that one, but there was actually dialogue, you know, that was meant to be sort of a silent sort of dialogue scene, so assuming a lot yeah, of these kind I of are written was. the same way. I wish um, there was dialogue in that in that episode where where way back where Bobby goes in and and injects the and injects the teacher cuz and and helps her basically helps her die because that would have been a great opportunity for you know things to for the for them to show you know just how much it came full circle you know yeah yeah no I completely agree after the credits, we have uh, Bosco walking upstairs. This is going to be a bit of a thing now. Bosco for the first time going upstairs. A uh, bit of a sexist Bosco assumes that uh, Sergeant uh, Reyes is a man straight away. Um, Just because the name is Chris. Yeah, well, true. But uh, still, you know, come on. Uh, Chris is a female's name too. Uh, has a bit of a I con- know. Has a conversation I'm here with... I'm kind of calling out Bosco too. Yeah, okay. Good. Right. Just saying there. Sexist Bosco. Um has a conversation with this woman about crime statistics and uh, looking for this Sergeant Reyes, and we find out that this is the Sergeant Reyes, and Bosco's working in uh, anti-crime. He's doing a a bit of a a mix there, and he's wearing weird clothing. She doesn't like it. He's got to get changed. Uh, And then we get this Minute Man. Uh, I'll be down in a minute. Minute Man. (laughs) Minute Man. (laughs) Minute Man. Yeah, Minute Man. Um, Then we got Fred. He's awake now. Yay. And... uh, Charlie's drawn a picture. What does he say? Like Chazaru? Um, and we kind of get a reference. Something like that. Reference to the truck again. I always forget how much references we get to this truck that he won back in season two. There is. It's great. Um, but Fred, just a little bit weird. Uh, he's a little bit happy. Uh, now we don't see this a lot from our Probably beloved. The medicine Fred. hasn't worn off yet. Or he's on a bit too much of the medicine. Um, that could be too. <laughs> a bit too much of the too. happy pills, I think, here. But, uh, you know, my darling Emily growing up so yeah. fast and. All things like this, um, and you know, talking about I'll be home when I'm meant to be home, and great, like you know, subtle acting here from Molly Price. Just the, like the look she gives him, like that real like confused look, like what the fuck are you smoking, mate? Um, so like, yeah. yeah. Again, just uh, we'll we'll keep an eye out on uh, how this is uh, obviously going to uh, play out with our happy O Freddie O. Um. Sully and Davis, meanwhile, uh, they're witnessing the uh, the body getting extracted from the water. 
Um, and I like kind of the line there where Sully says, like, was it Sully Dave says, like, I'm guessing that's not a boating accident. Um, and then we get, uh, meanwhile, Bosco up in, uh, anti-crime in this meeting talking about they're hunting down the two sixers. And I kind of just love uh, Bosco. The, the gang from, the two sixers, yeah, gang from season one. I love. How do they continue without Caesar? Yeah, well, I don't know. Like, well, Caesar's kind of dead, isn't he? Um, bashed to death. Oh, yeah, that's why, that's why I said, how do they continue without Caesar? Yeah, there's always he contingency was their, he plans. Was their isn't ringleader. There? But I mean, I think the thing, like, it's, again, a nice little nod to kind of season one. I mean, look. There could really be a gang called the Two Sixes. I've never been part of a gang. I don't know, but um, I do like. Nor have I. I. I do love Bosco here when like they're like the Two Sixes. I know where they are. I know where they hide. I know where they hide, and they just kind of all look and at everybody- him and laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish I could have. I wish I could. I wish I could have. Did it show Reyes in that? Because I really wish I could have seen what she what. I really wish I could have seen her facial expression when he got done with that. Yeah, they all kind of have like a bit of a like a look. They all kind like, of stare at him and everything along those yeah, lines. Yeah, it'd be a W. If today it would be a WTF moment. Yeah, no, absolutely. It'd be a, um, the fuck. Yeah, <laughs> well, you, you say it exactly the the correct way there. So absolutely, but um, you know they're setting it up kind of for their little uh, you know what they're going to be going out and doing, um, which you know like. <laughs> From memory, we don't get any more Sergeant Reyes, do we? Like, is this only the only no. Sergeant Reyes? Like, this is it? Yeah, th- yeah. This is the this is the only time we get her, and I honestly believe that she was only introduced to set us up for when we're introduced to Cruz at the end of this episode. Mm. I really think that was her only purpose, which is a shame because she was a gr- the 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 woman who played her. I didn't. Um, I haven't had time to look up her name, but she played that role really well, and I would have liked to have seen more of her. I agree. Elizabeth Rodriguez is her name. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. I think that she would have, um, she would have done well. Like, I mean, but I think you're absolutely right that she's kind of there to set up crews and I kind of yeah, gel over Elizabeth was, Rodriguez like she's a nobody here. Looking at her acting credits, she's actually, um, quite prominent. Um, Orange is a New Black. She's a, obviously a main star of that by the looks of things. Um, very good. She was I've in heard Logan. That's a very good show. Uh, she was in Logan as well. So, um, yeah, she's obviously gone on to quite bigger and better things here. Uh, she was in ER for three episodes. There you go. Um, what would have been interesting is, you know, not only if we had seen more of Sergeant Reyes, but, you know, her and her and Cruz together. Mm -hmm. I mean, how would that have, how would, what would that dynamic have been? Mm. And I mean, I actually like that, um... And it's not necessarily played up as... I mean, there are subtle little things, obviously, from the get-go when Bosco assumes it's a man, but, I mean, if you look at anti-crime, the whole time we see it, it's run by women. That's great. Like, you know, we've got Reyes here it during is. the day, and Cruz is kind of the night girl. So, night girl, you know what I mean. Um, so, I didn't mean it like that. Um, but, yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> ben trying to point out that Third Watch is being progressive with sex, and here he is making a subtle Although- sexist comment. Um, Although I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure that in her capacity she had she's had to pose as one. I mean, didn't she? Say well, I think that's about, kind of when she, she shows up dressed a bit scantily clad when we see her. But I think the point is like it, it's 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 nice that they kind of have this organisation, which is I guess kind of perceived as you know above uniforms and kind of tough and everything what they've got to do. But it's 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 run by women, so it's it's fantastic, progressive. Um, I guess we can we can say. Uh, with that along the way. Um, so Bosco gets his, uh, his orange armband on, gets called M&M, which is, you know, a nice little, uh, subtle little, uh, 
you know, let's date this in 2002 when Eminem was still relevant. Uh, meanwhile, we meet Fred. He still is. Well, he is, <laughs> but he's, I guess, he's not the same as it was 2002, but, you know, you're right. Um, oh, no. no. Fred's parents, meanwhile, are here. <laughs> Very uh, pushy people. Fred's dad just wants the air conditioning changed and wants Fred to basically be you know, treated like a man in the 50s by having his wife cook meals for him and just, like, do all this. And, again, subtle Molly Price acting. She just acts with a face. She doesn't have to say any words. She just acts with a face here. It's fantastic. Um, Get out of here. <laughs> yes. And, basically, Fred essentially kicks him out, like, go home. Uh, we don't want you here. Uh, you're being uh, a little bit of a pain in the butt. Um, so, And am I the only one who thinks that Again, this is kind of stereotypical, but especially, you know, considering the way, you know, his his dad is clearly, you know, a 50s man. But am I the only one who thinks that the dad is acting more like the stereotypical mom than the mother is? Oh, I think... And just, and, just, and, just how, and just how he's fussing over him, pretty much? I mean, I see what you're trying to say. I think it's more of a case that it's they're in a very traditional relationship where the man has the power and says stuff and the wife kind of is in the background being a bit quiet. You know, I think that's kind of how I picture it. Um, and that's kind of where he's like, you know, so saying to like Fred, like your wife should be cooking you food. Like you shouldn't be sick. Um, so, uh, well, even with that, people still get sick. Newsflash. <laughs> True. Yes. Yes. You're right. Uh, meanwhile, back with Sully and Davis, uh, we get, uh, our detective... Majanski. Majanski showing up here. Now, Majanski's in a couple of episodes. I like Majanski. Yeah. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, and I'm just trying to find him here on my screen, if it's the actor who I'm thinking it is, he is in Dexter... Um, uh, James Ramar is I think his he, name. I think he played Dexter, didn't he? No, I think now he's that in, you mentioned is that. he not Dexter's dad in Dexter? Um, Did yes, I? he is. He's Dexter's dad. He's Harry, Harry Morgan. I knew he was familiar. Um, yeah, so he plays Dexter's father in Dexter, who, of course, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen Dexter, Dexter's dad is dead. Um, but he's kind of like, he speaks to him in visions and dreams and stuff like that. So... Uh, yeah. early, early appearance here for Dexter fans of, uh, of, of Dexter's dad. But yeah, I like Majanski. Um, and I, I just love the, the back and forth with Sully. Uh, what is, what is like, <laughs> yeah. what does he say? Like, oh, you didn't touch anything, did you? And Sully's like, no, I just put on his no. shoes and took his wallet. What do you think? <laughs> yeah. No, I just put on his shoes and, and took his wallet. What do you think? <laughs> yes. And then I just even love Davis's reaction. Like, oh, you must be he used, to be, be a, he used to be a cool guy. <laughs> I can still and hear you. I'm not exactly whispering. <laughs> into a suit. <laughs> uh, I heard that. I yeah. wasn't whispering. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's it's funny. Yes, we like Majanski, but he'll, he'll be in it for yeah. a few episodes. He's kind of, I guess, um, more so related to what we're going to get with Sally and Tatiana. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. Um, yes. Well, eventually we're going to have to. Yes, exactly. Meanwhile, Yoko's Only a few episodes away, though. Don't, don't think about that. Me. Only a few episodes away. I don't want to cry yet. Uh, Yokus and Fred, meanwhile, are having a bit of a chat, and um, Fred's a little bit happy. Uh, <laughs> and they're just talking a about... too unfred like It's weird. Like, I mean, we don't know what's going on here, but it's weird. 
Uh, and obviously, you know, he kind of mentions things like from the darkness, um, and things like that. And just kind of, you know, Yokus is, I guess, a little bit shocked at to how kind of calm he is really from that point. Um, we have a doctor come in and obviously say that, um, there's not some good news, um, with Fred. So we're wondering what that is. Meanwhile, uh, Yokus comes home, is packing some clothes, talking to Emily and Charlie, Fred's parents there, and we essentially find out that Fred needs a triple bypass and he's having it tonight. Um, very delicate operation. Very, very, very delicate. If I'm not mistaken, my grandfather had a similar operation at one point when he was alive. Um, so, yeah, no, it's um, obviously a very major, major surgery. And, uh, again, Yokus is kind of, I guess, a bit calm with this situation. Everyone in the family sort of a bit calm, well acted. I'm not going to say it's bad oh, acting. It's Molly Price. Comes with the territory, but um, yeah, sort of just the way she calmly sort of goes with it. Um, there. Meanwhile, we're at the hospital. We've got Doc. He's uh, brought in a patient. He's just uh, overhearing Proctor, just having a bit of a conversation. And why did we have our previously on featuring Morales? Is Morales going to show up? No, Morales has gotten Not on the married. Way like. Yeah, she's talking about going to a wedding. Morales has gotten married, and poor old Doc's face. He's devastated. Uh, he's lost her. And, I mean, can I just point this out? I'm not trying to be mean to Morales. She moves pretty fast, though, doesn't she? I mean, it's only been a year. <laughs> that can happen. It can. But, like, god damn it. Like, <laughs> again, can we just establish my fact that Philadelphia's only two hours away from New York? <laughs> I mean, it could have worked, Doc. And, you know, to tell you the truth, to tell you the truth, I really don't feel too sorry for him in this scene. And I don't think we're meant to. Uh, I mean... I really, I really don't... Well, in some way I, in some ways I do, but mostly I don't. Because, you know, I saw... when I Back when I was blazing my way through the series, when at one time when it was on... At one time when it was on YouTube a few years ago, and, you know, it still pops up on YouTube every now and then, but... Um, but yeah, back when I was blazing my way through the series and I got to this episode, I read a comment that said something like, I don't feel sorry for Doc one bit. And then it, then the commenter went on to say something about, you know, his, he drove, he drove Morales away with his, with, with his insecurities. And I don't remember what else the commenter said, but I was like, you know what, you're right. That, that is kind of what happened. Yeah. I mean, look. So it's, it's kind of hard to feel sorry for Doc here. I, I see it. I mean, I still think there's a bit of sympathy there. Like, I mean, go back and listen to our episode, uh, man, enough about kind of you know what we thought about Doc in that episode, and yeah. But I mean, again, the the summary of that is Philadelphia is two hours away from New York. It's not that far. Um, so it uh, could have worked. I do a love Doc. That... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Yep, and and we established back then that a lot of that was that he never fully got over, he never fully moved past Deborah dying. Yeah, or as she's called in about uh, two seasons' time, Linda. L- uh. <laughs> yeah, why would they just forget uh. his 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 dead wife's name? That's why one would of my they biggest goals uh, is to could, get a writer yeah. where we can find out why the hell did you forget his wife's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll rant and rave about that when the time comes. There's, there's just no excuse for it. Um, yeah, and I do love Carlos. You know, bummer. <laughs> just this kind of like, <laughs> yeah, it, that did kind of lighten the moment a little bit. But we know that 
Carlos wasn't saying bummer on behalf of Doc. Yeah. He was saying bummer because he because remember Morales gave him enough wood to build a boat. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> good line, good line. Meanwhile, uh, Sully comes out of a building, talks to Davis, gets in the car, and we find out officially that Tatiana and Natasha are the same person. So basically, Sully has yeah. discovered that he's married an ex-prostitute and doesn't know a whole lot about the background of his uh, wife. So, um, yeah, I kind of like the line there, you know, when, uh, was it Davis says like nothing's black and white, uh, you know, there's degrees to everything. And obviously, you know, Sally's like going off, like, would you marry a hooker? Um, so yeah, I mean, it's kind of getting, the one thing I will say about the kind of Tatiana storyline here, and I know I'm jumping the gun slightly, but I do feel like they rush it a little bit. Like, I feel like we could have had still half a season of this. We kind of get it done and dusted in four episodes, don't we? Like, I know that's setting up yeah. Sully and what we're going to get in one of the, the greatest episodes of Third Watch later this season. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I just feel like four episodes in and it's kind of, it's, it, well, six episodes in, really not four. I'm jumping the gun a bit, but it's, it's resolved. So I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, I mean, we got to, in all fairness, you know, we did get hints of it last last season and the later half of last season. Yeah, true. So, but yeah, it it was kind of rushed. I'll give you that. True. Uh, Yokus comes in to see Fred. He's had his chest shaved, which is nice. Uh, <laughs> happy about having his chest shaved. Um... Oh, God. All right. And then we find out, Darfell, <laughs> the reason why he's so happy, the reason why he's so, why he's happy so calm, Fred's gone from being in a, in a doctor's office and yelling at a doctor for being two minutes late to being in a hospital and being the happiest man in the world because he's had a heart attack because when he was unconscious, he met Jesus. Can we just say that oh, line again? When the- he was unconscious... He met Jesus. He met Jesus. We're watching Third Watch here, people, not touched by an angel. When he oh, was, was unconscious, he met Club. Jesus. I was going to say that. I was going to say we're watching Third Watch, not the Seven Hundred Club. <laughs> like this um, is just—you know—I'm going to have a complaint about this, and it's—it's it's not yes. even a case. Like, okay, like I know I binned Demolition Derby, and a lot of that was the preachiness of the religious in that episode, but like. That is done in a in a situation where it's understandable. You've got these emergency workers who are in a situation where they've got to face issues of faith. And th- the main issues that I had with that is my own personal beliefs and what is being shoved down my throat with religion. This is just a weird storyline. Like, it's just kind of like, I was unconscious and I met Jesus. Like, what? He could have said, like... <laughs> I met the cookie monster. I mean, what, like, what, does he want a bag Me of cookies? Want cookies. <laughs> um, nom, 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 you nom, do nom. that too well. Like, <laughs> well, my mo- well, my mom makes the best chocolate chip cookies in the world, and I do that just about every time she makes them. So, <laughs> kind of feel like I need to try your mom's cookies now. Um, oh, oh, yeah, they they are they are good. They are okay. delicious. But like, okay, like again, I'm not. I don't want to. But like, I'm not getting into a religious debate here or anything like that. It's not my problem with this part. It's it's just it's just cheap. It's dumb. I just don't. This fits nowhere into the world of Third Watch, and I just do yep. not like this. Yeah. Well, you well you know, you know. Actually, even though we're on opposite sides of the fence when it comes to when it comes to religion, as we both know, you know, I am a religious person. But even I don't, <laughs> I don't buy this. It's... I I don't I don't buy. It. I mean, in fact, I was saying to I was saying to Brandy, 
in the chat in the chat thread and maybe you saw it i was like can we just bend this entire storyline because it is just not believable but the thing is that like it, it even kind of goes nowhere because yeah we kind of get a bit of fred reading the bible sometimes every now and then moving forward but like i mean without spoiling it we know what happens with fred eventually that's not a religious man doing that so like it's kind of yeah yeah, it's just it's, it's just it's a cheap plot device to add something different and it's not as bad as the one that I hate the most which is amnesia that's not as bad as that but it's just like amnesia like, like nothing happens in third watch of amnesia I'm, I'm, I'm we're going back to our 24 um, reference from last week of Terry Bowles okay, season one okay. oh no I can't remember who I am so lazy okay. don't do it um, okay, because I was like, where the hell did Amnesia come into third You've watch? had Amnesia, Darvel. You don't know who I am. Um, <laughs> but you know, yeah, like, I do. You're Ben, you're ben Waterworth. Am I? Oh. A fellow third watch fan. God, well, uh, now you're the one with Amnesia because you can't remember who you are. Yeah, I wake up every morning wishing I didn't know who I was anymore. But um, we, <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's, it's dumb. I don't like it. It's stupid. And we've got plenty of time to rip shit into it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile... we got... I mean, we've got pretty much the whole season to do that, don't we? Uh, sort of. Um, so, between Emily and Jesus-y Fred, the Yokuses are doing well so far in season four, aren't they? Hashtag uh, <laughs> <laughs> Team well. Charlie. I mean, where's a, where's, a key, where's, a, where's a keyboard when I need one so I can start playing some gospel runs? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, so, Boss goes out with Sergeant oh, Reyes. Gospel, they're man. hunting down the streets. They're looking for the two sixes and... Bosco gets a little bit antsy and ends up pinning a guy up against the car and kind of searching him and finds some yeah. drugs and eventually finds I, a gun. I love the line. I love the line that two sixer delivers when he sees Reyes in the car with him. Although, you know, we talk a lot about how we talk a lot about how you know something's done and said on third watch you could not get away with today. That would not happen today. No. Yeah. Exactly. That I would mean, not I, happen. I, I still think you'd have a lot of these kind of like street people who would not respect women the same way they would respect men. I mean, it's it's just a sad part of society. There are just some people out there who, that's how they are. Um, but, Although Reyes, pro- I have no doubt Reyes is pretty attractive. I mean, Reyes is an attractive woman, absolutely. But I think that my point, I think, of the matter is, kind of going back to when we're talking about how it's great that this sort of unit of the NYPD is run by females, is the fact that it's, it's not really shoved down your throat. Like, look, hey, they're females. Like, they hold their own, like they're tough. And this is like oh, when we get oh, to Cruise, like they, we will talk really so do. much about the, the, the prominence of the Cruise character in how well she is written and how kind of it's it's great of a character she is because she is this female character. And we, we've talked so much of that about Yokus, haven't we? That the fact that Yokus isn't a male is bare, like you just, it's not a part of this show, which maybe once or twice when she's pregnant, that's obviously a bit of an issue, but... And that's kind of always been my argument when it comes to movies and TV about kind of these roles of being split between genders or races or, you know, sexualities. It, to me, I don't care what gender, race, anything you are. If you're a strong character, I'm just going to look at you as a strong character. I don't need to be reminded, this is a woman. Look how strong she is. Like, I don't care if she's and a strong these character. Day, and, these days, and these days, they would hammer that down. They would hammer that down your throat. Which is, they which would is, hammer yeah. the gender. They would hammer the race. They would hammer the sexual. I mean, look. I mean, I'm the, I'm the same way. I I love seeing strong, you know, characters, and you know, I love I love seeing you know women hold women hold their own. I love seeing, 
you know, gay characters hold their own. I love seeing other minority, quote-unquote, characters hold their own. But don't constantly remind me about it. Yeah. You know, because strong, strong character, that's all, like you, like you, that's all I care about. Exactly. I don't care if you're male, female, young, old, gay, straight, black, white, whatever. Yeah. No, absolutely agree. Uh, Bosco's found a gun. They have a bit of a chase. He catches um, him, and they're obviously kind of making a a bit of a deal here to kind of uh, catch some other bad two sixes and sort of, you know, this is going to lead to a raid later on. And I do like this two sixer guy. He's like, isn't one of you meant to be the bad cop or the good cop or whatever it is? So kind of just like playing <laughs> off each other there. It's, and I, you know, it's like the thing I like about the kind of this, this storyline with Bosco, kind of him sort of getting outside of the uniform and kind of getting into a bit of another unit. Like, you know, we saw that last year with him wanting to get into ESU. Um, and now this is kind of, yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, this is the thing with Bosco's character kind of, you know, from point A to point B, nothing really changes, but there's all the middle stuff that kind of is fun, kind of the development of him. Um, Yokus, back, uh, sorry, I, I need to call her Faith, because they're both Yokuses, aren't they, technically? Faith with Fred, um, still having this conversation about, um, Jesus, and I kind of like, you know, how Faith is here saying, like, you know, because he's explaining it, essentially how she carried him out of the elevator, like he lifted me up into the light. Uh, and then she's kind of like, Fred, I lifted you up out of an elevator into the light. Um, and then, you know, she's kind of like, look, I believe you, I believe you. And then Fred's sort of a little bit blasé about the fact that he could die in this surgery. Like, look, I'm at peace. If I die, it's okay. And she's obviously like, no, you can't die. Like, you've got kids. You've got me. You need to fight on that table. So, I mean, again, great little scene there. And I mean, yeah. as much as we're saying Fred's kind of annoying us, it's nothing against Chris Bauer. Chris Bauer's kind of playing this creepily, happily Fred pretty good. So, yeah. good on you, Chris Bauer. A bit Bauer. over the top, but yeah. I think that's the point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Meanwhile, the firehouse, because remember, these guys exist. This is going to be a thing, I think, moving forward a lot into the next three seasons. We're going to be saying, hey, remember when Third Watch was about more than just the cops? Well, there's also some firefighters <laughs> and some paramedics. Speaking of firefighters, yeah. Jimmy, there he is. He's in his 50 Yay! seconds of screen time for this episode. Eddie Simrian looking pretty sexy in that uniform. I wouldn't know. I don't see him. Uh, <laughs> DK and Walsh are in the Walsh background. Once we're in the same boat. Yep. Can we, can we also just establish a fact, too, that two episodes in, where the hell is uh, Kim and Taylor? Like, <laughs> they're, they're nowhere. Taylor's in it next week. Where's Kim? <laughs> Who knows? Hashtag where's Kim. Um, but this is obviously uh, kind of Carlos being a bit of a dick and sort of being like, hey, guess who got married? Morales. Doc, and Doc's old squeeze. Yeah, so then and Jim, Jimmy and everyone are kind of, you know, they're being a bit nice. They're sort of saying, like, are you okay? Are you okay? And he's obviously, you know, like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. And we know... When we know he really isn't. Yeah, no, he's he's not fine. He's got a lot of paperwork to do, essentially. Um, meanwhile, uh, Davis uh, back in the uh, firehouse... Uh, is sort of summoned to see Hancock. Essentially, we we see the framed picture of the uh, the hero cop uh, newspaper sitting up there in the office, which is kind of funny. Uh, and Majanski uh, wants to see Sully. Why is this? And basically, he's questioning Sully and why the hell are you after the Russian mob? And Sully's kind of like, what it's the hell are you talking about? The Russian the, mob? The and, Russian mob? Yeah. I mean, I mean Sully ha- Sully has no idea. Well, we don't have any idea either. This is kind of like going back, yep. I guess, to the connection of the montage you saw at the beginning of this businessman getting shot. Uh, and then essentially, 
Uh, he asked, like, what are you looking into, uh, Natasha? What was it? Is it Grenko? Gavenko? No. Am I saying that correctly? I don't remember. Yeah. Well, we'll you know what I'm talking about. Tatiana. Her, her alias. Yeah. Um, basically, they're, yeah, saying, um, you know, uh, what are you doing looking after? And then we're kind of finding out a few things that she was with Shevchenko only two weeks ago. And uh, Sally sort of lies and says, like, you know, I had a buddy, you know, take her out and he wanted me to look into her. So, and uh, basically, Jeff, uh, Jansky's saying, like, you know, I want to know your mate's name in, like, two days or, you know, you get out of this. So, yeah, it's kind of, we're learning a little bit more here about Tatiana and what's going on. So, um yeah, there's that. Then we've got the raid going on here where Bosco has essentially been told he's the radio man. He's got to stay on the radio while uh, Sergeant Reyes and the crew go in to arrest these uh, guys. We have a bit of a, you know, a chase standoff, kind of, you know, a typically copy chase scene, nothing really over-the-top dramatic yeah. here. And essentially Bosco, though, is in the right place at the right time to tackle a guy on the way on the outside. And, uh, yeah, we have a successful raid yeah. going on here. So, I mean, look, it's, All the we've got some action. We didn't have yeah, action really last week, but we've got some action now. By Nelly is playing. Oh, you're a is Nelly playing. man, are you? You're, you're, you're more of a Nelly than a... Well, than he a... was, he was one of my, he was one of my favorites back then. Is and it getting I still hot do in like, here? I still do like his songs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that song, that song, man. I mean, even a. I was like twelve. I was like maybe twelve years old back when that song came out. Myself and my classmates, we were always singing that. <laughs> <laughs> one thing, one yeah. thing I want to point out though in this raid actually is uh, this might be, and I, I could be incorrect here. Or we might have had it already. Uh, for the first time though, we get prominent. We see these NYPD raid jackets, like these sort of blue spray jackets, big white letters on the back, NYPD logos. I was in love with these jackets. Like, from the moment I saw them, I always, always wanted them. And I remember, like, I can't remember Have you why. gotten one yet? Well, I, I'm getting to that. This is my story. Like, one of... Okay, sorry. These, one of these sorry. times in, like, high school or college, I, I did something good. As I was going over last week, I was a model child. My mum loved me. Um, basically, I did something good, and mum was like, hey... I'll spend like a hundred dollars on you on the internet. You can get something. So initially, I was going to get this NYPD like hoodie, but then for like an extra ten bucks, I could have got one of these jackets. So I'm like, mom, mom, please. So long story short, yes, I do have one of these jackets. Uh, I used to wear it a lot, like around Hobart where I lived, and everyone would comment on it, and it was just like, oh my god, that's such a cool jacket, such a cool jacket. And then like people would be like, oh, are you allowed to wear that? It's a police jacket. I'm like. It's the NYPD. Like, what jurisdiction did the NYPD have in Tasmania? Uh, but yeah, so I still have it to this day. I mean, it doesn't fit me the same way it used to, but um, I fucking love that jacket. So, yes, to answer a long-winded wow. story. I told you I was a good kid. My mum bought me shit. Um, anyway. Yeah, okay, I, okay, I, I believe you, man. Good, I'm glad. I believe you. Uh, so, we've got a nice little scene. And I'm between... glad you were able to get that. Thank you. Thank you, Darfell. That means a lot to me. Um, Sully and Davis have a nice little scene in the locker, and obviously Sully's kind of, you know, questioning, like, what am I meant to do with this? Like, you know, who is my wife? Like, I have no idea who this is and what I'm meant to do with this moving forward. And then we kind of cut straight to him questioning Tatiana, throwing the file in a face back at home. And this is the same man who, what, a year, week ago said, I'm going to let this go. <laughs> and nice little scene. Of course, between- it was before he found this out. Nice little scene between Tatiana and Sally here, just kind of, you know, her basically explaining the truth that, you know, she had no money, she had to come here, she had to be nice to a friend, buy drinks, go for dinner, 
Uh, you know, I had nothing here in America, but then all of a sudden I met this handsome policeman. You changed my life. Um, and then she kind of tells another bit of a lie here, doesn't she? When she says like, I haven't seen Chevchenko in months when Sergey got hurt. Uh, and then clearly we know that's a lie because we know that yeah. from, um, uh, the detective. So <laughs> it's the thing that's done so well with this though, is that we love Tatiana, like, but it's really done do. in such a way that we don't know what to believe, do we? Yeah, because, I mean, before this, I mean, all we knew about her before this was that, before this started coming out was, uh, wasn't she a, wasn't she a waitress yeah. or something? Yeah. That That's all we knew about her. And then we find this out, it's like a, not a slap in the face, but. It's a, I think, it's a real it's a real shock. Yeah, but I think what's done really well with it though is that it's it's never done in a way where it's kind of like it feels like oh we've got to change this last minute. Like I feel they leave Tatiana open enough that this is so believable, if you know what I mean. Like yeah, it's yeah. We don't it's not like straight away we meet her and it's like, "Yes, I come to America because I get job at Starbucks and I start franchise and happily ever after." Like it's kind of it's just we don't know a lot about her that all of this reveal actually like really works so yeah um very well yeah so i i just and like it's intriguing enough though because again going just even to alluding to the fact here that we know that she's lying here but just the the way that she sort of is talking to him yeah 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 like the way she's kind of talking like you just this is kind of back to your doc argument before like don't feel sorry for him, but you kind of do. Like, we don't trust this woman anymore. We know that she's lying to Sully right now, but, like, gosh darn it if these two kids aren't amazing together. <laughs> like, it's kind of like we're rooting yeah. for these two to stay together because they're just so goddamn fantastic. Um, that oh, Just lie to us, Tatiana. We don't care. Never leave Sully. <laughs> yeah. And I just don't want to think about what's happening in the next few weeks. Um... <laughs> Anyway, uh, anything else to add on that before we move on? No. No? All right. So, we've got Doc on the phone. He's ringing up Morales. Uh, very, I, very awkwardly Have we all not man. done this before? Like, I guess kind of in modern days, it's not really a phone call now to the ex. It's a text message like, hey, what you doing? Heard you got married. <laughs> just like awkwardly yeah, t- making today, small yeah, talk. Today, yeah, it would be a text message. Yeah, or like a Facebook message or something like that. But uh, yeah, I do kind of like the way. Or he's maybe kind he of... faced, or maybe he would Facetime her. Who? Oh my god! Snapchat. That would be that would be fun. That would be fun to watch if he if he if if he Facetimed her and tried to, and and we actually got to see both of them. Mm. I do, I do really like just, you know, the way he kind of just awkwardly does this and he's like, oh, if, if your husband's listening, uh, it's an old friend. <laughs> no, it is not! <laughs> oh, but th- I think the best part of this Be though is the honest, fact that- Be honest, Doc. I think the best part of this though is that like Carlos <laughs> is kind of like listening and he kind of just has a, he lets out a sigh, like, you don't get a lot based on last week with Carlos and Doc and sort of just, you know, their fight and everything, but, yeah, I do. I do like their sort of just like subtle little thing that's going on here. Um, but yeah, and and I mean, do you ahead. think the the little do you think the little sigh from Carlos is? You think it's 
you think he does kind of deep down feel bad for Doc, or do you think that's kind of his way of saying, Doc, you're really fucking up here. You're painting yourself into a corner with this voicemail. I think he feels bad. I think kind of it's ultimately just the uniqueness of their relationship and the fact that, you know, they... Like, they're at each other's throats, but, you know, like, it, it just it all borders down to that final scene they'll have in the final episode, so, yeah. But yeah. Our, our next scene, like, again, I could say this could be a top five scene because it's the introduction of a big character, but we haven't really had, I mean, since Taylor, we haven't had the introduction of a major character. I mean, if you want to argue no. Fred or, you know, Emily last week. But uh, it's been a while since we've had the introduction of a brand new character, but we sort of have and Bosco they know here. How to, they, know how to, they know how to introduce major characters. They really do. Well, they do. They do. They, but, they, do, um, it ve- they do it very well. They they kind of have Bosco here, you know, saying he can't really do the paperwork. That was kind of his partner's sort of job and everything there. But uh, as he kind of goes to leave, we have this brash, Latino, attractive Move! woman on the phone bit of an awkward moment yeah as you said yells at him move and then essentially she's yelling on a phone because she's dressed in uh, this scantily clad clothes like i'm not wearing this like why am i wearing this uh and bosco just can't stop staring at her like, and then she's kind of what like, are you, you know, looking what, at what the hell are you looking at nothing and uh you know she's angry that reyes has left a messy desk she shoves everything off and kind of storms off and then we get the line from this other cop like who the hell is that oh sergeant cruz she works midnights um, yeah, Dade. And then the way he comes, like, yeah. And this is the only, this is the one of only two times I think that we'll see him. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And she and, and played by even though he's not a major, major, major character. I mean, we only see him twice. Played by the very esteemed Sterling K. Brown, great so, actor. Now, where do I know that name from? Um, yeah. That is. A, do you watch is, This Is Us? I do not watch This Is Us, but I still. I'm sure you've heard of it, though. I, I've definitely heard of it, but uh, I need. Yes, I he, know he's that. He's on that. Well, I still know that name from somewhere. I'm looking him up right now. Uh, American Crime Story. He's an American Crime Story. Uh, to do that could be it. Where I know him from. Uh, I'm scrolling through here. That might be where I know him from. Uh, he was in ER for an episode. Everyone seems to be in ER. Still haven't found a uh, an actor who's been in all three of our shows yet. Uh, a lot of twos, but not all three. Um, anyway, but yeah, I didn't realise that was him. So there you go. We, we're going to get the introduction of uh, uh, the guy who plays Black Panthers in an episode coming up in about a season or so, isn't he? Uh, so that was his very first uh, TV or movie appearance. So that's coming up. We'll point Ooh, that Ster- out. Comes Sterling up. K. Brown. Uh, is that still in K. Brown who played Black Panther? No, 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 I'm, no, no, no. I'm pretty sure it isn't. But I thought you were saying, I thought you were saying that Sterling K. Brown is the his first TV appearance was Third Watch. But I no, no, I, I'm I'm talking about um, Black Panther, aka Chadwick Boseman. Thank you, Ben. Um, his very first TV slash movie appearance uh, was in Third Watch. So uh, we will get to oh. him when he gets introduced, and that will actually be in, in lieu of Johnson. So uh, very soon. So uh, there you go. Um, actually, he was technically in All My Children, but I think he was like a little baby. But we're talking about adult uh, Chadwick Boseman, who obviously now is a huge A-lister after the huge success of Black Panther. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so this is Sergeant Cruz, our first introduction to her. I mean, there's not a whole lot really to say here. I do kind of like Bosco's line when he's kind of just like, you know, she really looks good in that outfit. Um, but, uh, yeah, this is, this is Little Miss, you know, probably from this point on, well, not really this point on, still a few episodes away, but they do a lot of focus on her. And you might even argue she is the central focus of Third Watch from about halfway through season four onwards. You know, we've kind of, I've I've argued that Jokas is the overall star of this show because she's the most consistent 
and you can't say Cruz is the overall star of third watch because she's missing for the first three seasons. But, uh, I mean, realistically, from halfway through this season, she arguably is the main focal point of this show. Yeah, but I think that's that's part of the reason why she's so polarizing. Yeah. Oh, well. It's because of that. We'll get to her. She's, there's not really a whole oh, lot yeah, to say here about her because she's here, gone, blink, miss it. Tia Tahada, what an amazing actress too and uh, one who we're definitely trying so hard to get on the show. Um, so, yes, we will uh, keep you updated and see how that plays out. Meanwhile, uh, Davis has been called in to see uh, Mr. Hancock here who's recovered. He's got a few uh, bloody eyes and he's kind of creepily eating... I don't know what he's eating... Um, but essentially, um, he's saying to Davis, like, what do you want? Do you want to be a detective, sergeant, ESU, name it, and it's yours. Um, and I love and, Davis's response to that. Yeah. Which I think kind of obviously sets Hancock off, because that's kind of what we're going to get for the, you know, the storyline. And I'm with you. I'm not a fan of this storyline, but, uh, you know, it's an interesting one. But, you know, Davis is the moral guy. He doesn't want anything handed to him. You know, this is the easy option for him right now. He could, you know, be whoever he wants to be, but I guess he just kind of, you know, stares him down. He doesn't want anything given to him, and he kind of walks off. So kind of a nice little moment. He wants, um, to, wants to earn it. Yeah, he does. He does, which I think is fair enough. Like, you know, it, it feels yeah. better to earn something than just have something given to you. Uh, I wouldn't know. I've yeah. not had both in my life, but one day, who knows? Uh, meanwhile, Detective Majanski here meets up Sully, and then uh, obviously Sully is honest here with Majanski, says he married her, and um, yeah, they're going to sort of do an organise here there. And essentially, this is going to lead to um, her being tailed by Majanski that we will have... Uh, going on there. Meanwhile, uh, Fred is, now is, am I the only one who's a little bit creeped out by this or am I just looking at this in warped eyes? The fact that we've got, uh, Emily and Charlie freely rubbing their father's chest, uh, topless chest. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's not something I would freely do. Meanwhile, um, they've found his old Bible. Why not? Um, and Jokas leaves by kissing him on the chest. We get a, Nice little bit of sad sort of slowy music here. A lot of uh, glances going off into the distance. And we kind of get Jokas going outside talking to Jesus. Uh, <laughs> yeah, say, yeah, saying, a, saying a, you, could, you, could call, you could call it a prayer because, I mean, it kind of is. <sighs> I mean, look, it is what it is. I mean... yeah. You do things in desperate times, and like you, you know, like we we never know what faith's belief is. I mean, her name's Faith, so I'm assuming that there's some form of religious background uh, from her family. Maybe, maybe not. May who knows? Um, but one thing I will say, I mean, look, I'm not going to rant and rave about this. I've already said how much I just don't like this Fred touch Jesus thing, and then we've got like Yoka's getting a bit prairie at the end. But one thing I do really like about this sort of end sequence is just the shot of her staring over the city. Any opportunity they take to kind of show the beauty of New York, I'm going to appreciate. And this is one of those yeah. scenes. And end of episode. And they do that. They do that every. And they do that. They always find. I'm pretty sure they always find some way to do that every episode too. Yeah, I mean, I think it's been a while since we've really had one, but I mean, this is a nice shot. You get the Chrysler building in the in the distance, so yeah, beautiful little shot. Uh, anything else to add here before we get into our ratings? No, no. All right, hear me with it, Darvell. What are you doing with this one? Buying it, renting it, binning it? Uh break the streak. Break the streak. Break the streak. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Got a bit excited there. No, not yet. Not yet, unfortunately. 
Now this one is going to be. This one's going to be. A, this one's going to be another. This one's going to be another buy for me. Oh, no. And largely, actually, largely, I really like. I really like. I really like Reyes. Mm-hmm. I really like Reyes, and really, really wish we could have seen more of her. <laughs> I mean, no, I agree with you about Reyes, but I, yeah. But I'm, I'm... although I, although I have said, you know, the Fred finding Jesus storyline, I am just going to go ahead and just bin that entire storyline <laughs> because I just find it so ridiculous. Look, that to me just weighs this episode down way too much, and I think I mean, there's definitely some good stuff in this episode, but it. This, a lot of the stuff too in this episode kind of is just like it's just there. Like, I mean, we're getting the setup with Cruz. We're getting the setup with you know Bosco and Anti Crime, which is great. You know, I, I kind of like where we're going with that. Um, you know, we're getting some stuff with Sully and Tatiana. That's good. Kind of what we're leading to there. Davis and Hancock, great. But like, just just the randomness. It's it's literally like they've gotten a pen and paper and go. Okay, what are we going to do with the paramedics this episode? Um, I don't know. Morales got married. Like, it goes nowhere. Like, it, it's it's just a nail in Doc's coffin. Carlos has nothing to do this One episode. Kim's nowhere. Jimmy has 50 seconds on screen. Like, I would rather them just go out of their way and say, okay, nothing to do with the paramedics this episode, because they, they just feel so wasted and in the background that it's just it's just there. So I'm renting this, but this is a very low rent for me. This is actually the second lowest rent I've ever done. Um, I've only got childhood memories uh, below this before we get to my two bins. So out of 68 episodes, this is number 65 right now. So I have this very low, uh, but it's still a rent. It's not binnable to me. There's still enough positives to switch this into the yellow and not into the red. So, um, there you go. There you go. All right. Well, look, we've missed Taylor. We've missed other characters that aren't cops. So next week, we're going to get a little bit more of that because we're into to protect dot, dot, dot. Um, if you're a fan of child molesters getting attacked, next week's for you. Which I Um, personally am. Well, I think everybody is. Um, I think I was literally about to say, if you're a fan of child molesters, then next week's for you. It's probably not the way to go with that. Um, definitely not the way to go with that one, man. Definitely not. we got more, obviously, with uh, Sally and Tatiana. And Carlos plays Cupid. So that should be interesting. Um, yeah. Anything, anything to add on to protect? And- dot, dot, dot. Nope, although I will say... <laughs> <laughs> you you go and break the streak, break the streak. Well, I'm sure it's going to happen eventually. Probably not with, probably not with the next few episodes. But well, like, yeah. But hey, streaks. You you said it uh, back back when I binned. Uh, oh gosh, what was it? The Unforgiven. You said streaks are all streaks are meant to be broken. I'm probably going to break it eventually. Although I just cannot tell you when. At well, Firestarter and Ladies Day to come. So uh, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> yeah. One of those two, maybe, maybe. We'll just have to wait and see. <laughs> yeah. uh, I liked. I kind. I kind of like. I kind of like Crash and Burn, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> just Ben's reaction to pretty much all this season. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, really. Like us on Facebook. Make me feel special about myself. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Subscribe and all the other channels. Uh, send us an email, theoznetwork at hotmail.com. Go to our website, theoznetwork.net. Visit me at home. My address is 1 The Oz Network Way, Benville. Um, <laughs> visit Darvell. He lives at 1 Darvell Street, Darvell Land. Um, <laughs> if that's a legitimate address and you go there, then say hello to whoever lives there. Uh, but uh, we'll be back next week to cover 
the 69th episode of Third Watch to protect and looking forward to that. In the meantime, my name is Ben and get a load of Daddy Bigfoot, smooth like a newborn. <laughs> okay then. My name is Darvell, and whoa, that's a nice piece of tail you got there with you. I bet you can't handle that all by yourself, kid. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.